I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the borrower side, it's, I need money. <laughs> but for the lenders, we had to build this trust by showing all the cards. It's sometimes you are going to win, sometimes you are going to lose. We were not granting any loan. It's your risk and you have to trust that I'm going to do all my efforts to get that money for you. On the 2nd of July 2010, I was one of 84,017 people inside Soweto Soccer City Stadium. If I had to guess, 84,000 of us were rooting for Ghana. South Africa had already been eliminated from the tournament, so they were the de facto home team. And we were buzzing. Ghana had gone into the lead seconds before halftime, then Uruguay had equalised, and now we were deep into extra time, and the Black Stars had been awarded a free kick in an attacking position on the right. The initial cross was flicked on, leading to some scrappy play in front of goal, until suddenly, as if scripted, the ball bounced kindly for Dominic Adaya, who smashed it home to put Ghana into the semi-finals. And I won't sanction any other version of history. Until recently, that's all I knew of Uruguay but no more. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. Matteo Infantosi, co-founder of Presda and co-founder of Okta.dev, welcome to the show. It's not often that I get to speak to someone who is currently building two different fintechs, so I'm really looking forward to some great stories today. But before we get into the meat of those, let's talk about your background and the experiences that have shaped you. What was your life like pre-Presta and pre-Octa? Hi, Brendan. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I was born and raised in Montevideo, Uruguay, here in South America. I worked for several U.S. companies, so I have that corporate background, basically in the travel industry. I spent about 10 years working for corporations, and in 2010, one company bought the business unit that I was uh, working for. It opened a new office here in, in Montevideo. So... I was responsible for that opening. It was kind of uh, my first startup, let's call it that way. Yeah, looking at your CV, I would have guessed an entrepreneurship in the travel industry. What was the spark that actually led you into peer-to-peer lending and the broader fintech space instead? Well, that's a a good question, actually. Um, In 2014, Paolo Galliardi, we've been friends since we were kids, and it's my co-founder, Presta reached me with this idea of peer-to-peer lending. We saw that um, this was something that was going on in the U.S. and and U.K. especially with SOPA Lending Club. At that point, I got 100% involved with the project, started 
you know, standing the market, starting legislation, finances. We realized that there was an opportunity and uh, we we went for it in a first round of, of funding with Family Food and Friends. And in 2015, we launched Presta as the first peer-to-peer lending platform of Uruguay. And probably, I think it was the second or third in, in Latin. And that was now seven or eight years ago. If you cast your mind back to that time, what did the Uruguayan lending landscape look like? What were the alternative lending products that consumers would have been uh, having to choose between? Well, Uruguayan lending market was uh, very traditional at that point, and I think we helped to change this. Banks and, and some big financial institutions were the only ones allowed to lend money. Uh, although lending money is absolutely legal in, in Uruguay, you had to, there are certain things that you had to do. Uruguay is a small country. We have around 3.5 million citizens. There is a market of around $3 trillion in loans every year. Uh, we have a very good percentage of internet access, around 80% at that time, and a huge number of smartphones. Today, we have around 6 million smartphones in, in the entire country, and it's almost double the, the number of citizens. So it's kind of crazy. In 2012 and 2013 was a great year for, for Uruguayan economy. In 2014, the economy started to go down, but softly. And by 2015, the economy was going down, down. And there was a huge need of, of fresh money. So in around 2016, we had a lot of people needing for money. And on the other hand, we had people that wanted to lend money to people. You brought Presta to the market at a, a quite a volatile time and a, a new concept, first in country, one of the first in the whole continent. So a new way of thinking into a fairly traditional landscape. What did Presta bring to the market that was different? And how did you connect those people that were looking to lend and, and looking to borrow? Presta at that point was leading in several areas. Uh, first, it, it looks like it was a hundred years ago, but it's some few years ago. It was one of the first that was completely online, completely online. We were one of the first fintechs in the market. And when the word fintech was not known, and some people don't know right now. So we introduced the concept of peer to peer lending through a company. Because peer-to-peer lending, you, you can have a, a, a cousin that will lend you money or a friend that will lend you money, but through a company, through someone that it's, it's in the middle that was completely new. And also, we gave the opportunity to investors to invest in people, to help people through this peer-to-peer lending. So there were a lot of new concepts when we launched it. And sometimes it's like, we were ahead of time, ahead of market, you know? How did people respond? How's the marketplace changed in those seven years? How's Presta changed since those early days? It was quite a challenge. And sometimes uh, if I think about how it feels, we were ahead of market in a good and a bad way. And the market is not always prepared. We had to 
educate borrowers and lenders on this new business model. Let them understand that there's something new and it, it will work. It's just different from what they're used to. We knew that there was a, a big borrower market because it's very big the amount of money that it's moved uh, in terms of, of loans. That was not uh, a concern, but we still had to make them understand that there was someone, person that was lending them the money, someone that trusted on that borrower. And that's something that was quite difficult. And on the lender side, the market is smaller and there were fewer opportunities, but still attractive. But the legislation here in Uruguay was not giving them a lot of room to invest. So they have always like the same products to invest in. How did you address that issue of building trust between the borrowers and, and the lenders? From the borrower side, it's, I need the money. I don't care who gives me money, no? But for the lenders, they had to trust. This model, they had to trust on the company. We had to build this trust by communicating, by being clear, by being honest on what was going on. Showing all the cards, it's sometimes you are going to win, sometimes you are going to lose. We were not granting any loan. It was like, this is what it's going to, to happen and it's your risk. And it's that was something that we tried to be very clear from the beginning. This is your money, it's your decision. And if this borrower does not pay, there's nothing we can do. We are not going to make any money if this borrower doesn't pay. You have to trust that I'm going to do all my efforts to get that money for you. In the peer-to-peer model, was it one-to-one? So I would lend money to one borrower directly, or is it in a pool of funds? Our model was one-to-one. There were a few, after us, there were a few companies that started operating in in the market and and they were doing more that more that crowdfunding, let's say, but their legislation wouldn't allow that, and at that point it was not very clear what was allowed and what was not. But our model was one to one. What does Presta look like today? What does uh, the business look like uh, at the moment? In two thousand nineteen. We, after, after three years operating in the market and there was still no legislation, we started to look at other opportunities to, to grow our business. That year, by the end of the year, the central bank created a, a new legislation that will start to regulate our business and, and was very restrictive for everyone that we were doing peer-to-peer lending. At the end of the day, what happens is that all the companies that were doing peer-to-peer lending had to stop because the business model was not was not able to continue as as the way the central bank wanted to do it. Fortunately for for us, we were able to pivot our our business. We we already had a, a really good platform that today it's a, a load management platform that we are offering to banks, to startups, financial institutions to onboard, to originate new credits and to administrate, manage those, those loans. So basically from 2018, 
up to date and will continue on this path is we have and we've been developing and and selling loan management system as a software as a service. Great. And I think now's a perfect time to us introduce your other business. As I said up front, you clearly enjoy a busy calendar because it's not just Presta that you're working on. You've also launched Okta.dev. So talk to me about where Okta fits into that bigger picture and how the two businesses are interrelated. The idea started around the same time that we pivot Presta in 2017. And, and that was something that my, my partner, my co-founder at, at Okta, Andres, Andres Picardo, he was working for Presta and he saw that was, there was a lot of, of need in the market for doing some specific things for the fintech industry that Presta wouldn't go there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The idea of Presta was to continue developing the platform, making that platform the best platform in the market. And so there was this need and, and in the market that we wanted to, to do something about that, you know? We didn't want to leave money in the table, as, as we said here. So basically, uh, the decision was that Presta was going to continue as it was, developing the platform as was planned, and anything else should be done separately. At that time, Andres and I spoke, and, and we started working together in, in parallel and started servicing Presta throughout time with staff augmentation and, and providing resources to continue developing that platform. One thing I noticed when I, I looked at the two businesses that Okta already has this big regional presence. So uh, as you said earlier, Uruguay is a small country, but with Okta, you've spread across the region. So how did that come to be? 
We have a, a few small customers that we were working with locally, but our first big customer that gave us the opportunity to have a, a regional presence was a, a remittance company. That remittance company has almost 12 million customers. And, and it was funny, this was almost before the, the COVID started. So they, they wanted to build this mobile and, and web app to let their customers to send money without the need of going to an office or going to the bank. So this remittance company contacted us and we built this app. We continue servicing this company, evolving their app. And in this path, we started working with other companies in other markets. The experience with Presta, the experience with this remittance company gave us and opened us opportunities in the region. And at the same time, we have this fintech knowledge. And this is something that we speak the same language with other co-founders, with other C-levels. When it comes to time to talk about pains, talk about business opportunities, roadmaps, technology roadmaps, we know what the, what they're going through is what differentiates us from other software factories. So it has helped us and gave us the opportunity to have customers uh, all over that. Yeah, and I wish you the best of luck for that continued expansion. Mateo, you've now launched two fintechs out of Uruguay. What is the startup space like, the fintech space like there? Back in 2015, there was... I think a little room for startups and less room for fintechs. The word fintech was almost new for everyone. So after uh, a few years watching the news every time, whereas there's a new unicorn uh, legislation, after COVID, we were moved and almost obligated to think outside the box. And what I'm trying to say is all kind of, of businesses needed to transform their business and adapt to a new, this new reality. That was a huge milestone for this new digital era that we are living today. So this was a huge opportunity for both Presta and, and, and Octadev. Banks and financial institutions and other companies from the fintech industry needed to lend money, needed to move money. Uh, customers needed to move money in different ways and receive money. But offices were closed. They needed to transform. They needed to adapt what they, the way they were doing businesses. And the paradigm shifted how and, and why things were done in a certain way. And here we are, basically. With Octadev, we're bringing customers uh, a huge set of expertise, development products for customers in the industry, making great alliances there. They're great companies doing great stuff, startups, and they're thinking outside the box. Fintechs that are trying to help people, that's what we try to do at the beginning with Preston. What we are trying to do here is try to think and trying to innovate and help people. So we're knowing incredible, talented people, as we say, and uh, there's a huge opportunity for fintechs. Uh, I think there's, there's a lot of room 
fintech is is sexy, <laughs> and as as we like to say with Okta, it's we help to develop the fintech industry. Clearly, you're not somebody who sits around waiting for things to happen to you. So I'm sure you've already got some thoughts in mind about the next six months, the next year ahead. What are you looking at in terms of press, in terms of Okta for the future? What should we be keeping an eye out to see what you, you, you do next? We are looking forward to continue to help companies to go through this digital transformation, providing resources, providing muscle to the IT teams, providing know-how to be a partner, to be trusted, and, and uh, looking forward to land in 2023 um, in the U.S. and the Canadian market. I love to hear big, bold goals for the future. And yeah, the audience for the show is very much in that North American space, lots of American listeners in particular. So something for them to look forward to and to keep an eye on. Mateo, thank you so much for your time. If people are listening, maybe people in America wanting to see what might be coming their way, other people just interested in the space of facilitating fintech around the world, where can they go to learn more about either business to keep up to date with the news? Well, first of all, uh, it was a pleasure to be uh, in this podcast. I love sharing my, my experience, let's say, always moving industry. Whoever it wants to Follow me, they can do it through LinkedIn. I know my name is kind of hard <laughs> to say, uh, but it's Matteo Infantosi Rimbau. They can follow me there, follow Presta, follow Octadev, and I'll be delighted to talk. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well to make it extra easy. So yeah, thank you again for your time. And thank you all for listening. Please do look for and follow the show on your favorite podcast platform and share the updates widely on LinkedIn, where lending nerds are found in our largest concentration. Plus, send me a connection request while you're there. This show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange, in Brighton, England, and edited by Fina Charlson of FC Productions. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find show notes and written transcripts at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show or just www.htlmts.show, and I'll see you again next Thursday. Extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.